Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website, hitthatline.com, for all of the great content dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks, whether it's videos, articles, podcasts, interviews, whatever it may be. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. TJ Moore, former wide receiver for the Missouri Tigers, will be joining me on the podcast. We were able to catch up with him on the morning rush. I'll be playing you that interview. Really interesting stuff as there is a big game for Missouri, not so much of a big game for Arkansas coming up this week. And in the battle line line, battle, whatever. Battle line, live, live rivalry, shelter insurance, something like that's mentioned. So I don't know. We'll talk about that. We'll also get into a few more things dealing with some college football as well. But first, I want to start with this whole Arkansas Missouri battle line rivalry presented by shelter insurance deal that people keep wanting to turn into a rivalry. It's something I'm going to ask TJ Mo about. And it's something that gets talked about a lot. And it's something I feel very strongly about. Arkansas-Missouri is not a rivalry, folks. Just because you play a team at the end of the year does not make it a rivalry. And no matter how desperate some people get to try to make these games that aren't rivalries become rivalries, it's really sad and pathetic. Okay? Sorry if that's hurting any of your feelings, but it's the truth. Texas A&M and LSU play each other at the end of the season. Is it a rivalry? No. Because it doesn't have to be a rivalry. But yet... For whatever reason, you have two teams with Arkansas and Missouri that are kind of stuck in limbo of trying to find who they can be their rival. Kansas already said no to Missouri because it's more of a basketball rivalry anyways. But then Arkansas and Missouri agree to call this thing the battle line rivalry, make a trophy for it, try, try to get people to care about it. Eric Bizell, the former linebacker there at Missouri, tried to talk a little smack to make people get more excited about it. That didn't work. And it's just, it's such a forced marriage into a game that neither team really cares that much about. Because if you put on the list of rankings of eight, I guess seven of the permanent SEC teams you play every year, because you only really have one rotating East opponent. But the seven permanent SEC opponents you have year in and year out, where would you rank Missouri? On your priority list? On the team that you want to beat the most? on the team that you feel like should be a must-win, and how much it means, how much it impacts you, where is it at? It might be the bottom. It might rank seventh out of the most important SEC games you have on the schedule every single year. Because I would even make the argument, and this is not exactly you know, blowing people's minds, but I would make the argument that playing any SEC West team is much more important than playing an average to below average football program in Missouri year in and year out for a trophy that means nothing. I get it. I get you want to be a part of Rivalry Week. I get that you want to have at least something to hold your hat on and to be excited about, and maybe maybe it can become something. But the biggest issue I have with these forced rivalries is if you don't let it naturally progress then it will never be a true rivalry and you can say that about so many different things in life I mean how many things do you have or have you heard of that have been forced into something and it's not as good as what the real thing is hold your plastic surgery jokes for now but you get what I'm saying natural progression is always better 
If you want to take it into the workouts, you know, if you're taking steroids, yeah, it may look good, but what's better for you? What's better? What's more natural? What's better to make that progression? It's better to go in and get into the gym and diet and all that stuff than it is to take steroids. May get some of the similar results, but as my dad used to say, cream rises and crap floats. It's the same thing. You got to let a rivalry naturally progress. Don't force the issue. Don't force any problems. Because if you do that, it's going to seem so forced and unnatural that no one really cares about it. And even if it did become something, everyone has the bad taste in their mouth of what it was trying to be in the very beginning. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants to ever watch and, and be a part of anything like that. And Missouri and Arkansas won't ever be that because they didn't let it naturally progress. Games of consequence, games that have impacts and that are impactful, all of these things all add up to great rivalries. And Missouri's not going to be it for Arkansas, and Arkansas's not going to be it for Missouri, at least not for a very long time. So I don't, I don't, I don't mean I don't blame anybody for trying to make this game into a bigger deal than what it is, because you're having to compete against some of the big dogs, the Iron Bowl, the Egg Bowl, uh, Florida, Florida State, Michigan, Ohio State. I mean, you have some really big matchups that you have to go against in rivalry week, year in and year out. So what do you do to try to make sure that you get on the highlight film, you get on the promo for rivalry week? Well, you make a rivalry. And that's exactly what they did. They made a rivalry, and it's really not that great. It's really not that fun. It doesn't really have the same impact. So, okay, that's cool. I, I-, I get it. But I don't think it'll ever be anything than what it is right now. And if you're a Razorback fan and you think that it can be something, you think it'd be cool to be something, great. I hope it. I hope that you're right. I hope that it becomes something like that. But as of right now, I, I know a bunch of Razorback fans that could not care less than this game, especially this weekend, but more often than not. Uh, plucking a game into the final game of the season does not make it a rivalry. So I would have been better off, and I think we all would have been better off, if we were able to see at least some type of buildup to this game before it's just like, here's a trophy. You guys have never played before in SEC play, but here's a trophy. Here's a name. Here's a sponsor. Yay. Don't you feel like you're welcome? Don't you feel like you're part of the gang? No. No. We feel like a bunch of idiots forcing an issue that does not need to be forced at least that's how i feel about it college football college basketball both going on at the same time what could be better than that right even got the nfl going on there's a great monday night football game last night but you may not have been able to watch it because you may have been on the road or you may have been out of town or you may have been in a place where you just couldn't get to a television but you had your phone So you know what you need to do? You need to go and try Sling TV. It's the best way to watch college football to college basketball, NFL, whatever it is. Because for $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12, and the SEC Network, and so much more. And you can stream it on your big screen and your favorite mobile devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love only better with no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. Here's an exclusive offer for all you Locked On listeners. Seven-day free trial. 
If you go to sling.com slash locked on, that's S-L-I-N-G.com slash locked on. Go there, try a seven-day free trial. I promise you won't be disappointed. Check it out. Let me know what you think, and that way you never have to worry about never missing a game again as long as you have your mobile device with you with Sling TV. TJ Moe, former Missouri wide receiver, coming up next. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Former Missouri wide receiver TJ Moe into the morning rush. Good morning, TJ. How you doing this morning, man? I'm doing well, buddy. How are you? Oh, we're doing well as well as you can when you're talking about a two and nine team going on in the season <laughs> and the struggles that they have had. But uh, you know who's not struggling right now is Missouri. That looked like it was a pretty rough start there for the Tigers. They lost to Georgia and South Carolina, Alabama, and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Started off over in the SEC, but they've really picked up some steam. Won three straight SEC games against Florida, Vanderbilt, and Tennessee, and more than likely will beat Arkansas. So go four and four in conference. Just overall, what has been the change in this team? For where it looked like they were going to be struggling to even make a bowl game to boom, now they're sitting here and nobody is their team that nobody wants to play at this point. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's so much a change. Um, I suppose there is a change defensively. Defensively, they played their best game of the season last week against Tennessee. But overall, a lot of that's competition. I mean, you open the first few games you're talking about there, South Carolina. is not a great team, but they're uh, they're probably better than Tennessee and they're better than. Um, we played last week. Um, so you're, you're in a place, I think, where the defense has improved, but you had to play Alabama and Georgia to start the year. Two top five teams in the country, you're going to lose those games. Uh, they, they had no chance down in Tuscaloosa, but they did have a chance, actually, against Georgia, and they just made too many mistakes. This is actually a pretty good football team. Uh, I think I was talking to Brad Nessler on my podcast yesterday, and he's about the fifth national guy that I've talked to that says, doggone it, this Missouri team is actually really good. And, and Nessler knew that. So I think the first game that Nessler called, he's the, uh, for anybody listening doesn't know, he, he called the SEC 230 games for CBS. So this was Missouri's first one uh, last week against Tennessee. And, but he's done a bunch of Georgia games, he's done a bunch of Alabama games, and they get to go in and talk to the coaches before the game. And both Nick Saban and Kirby Smart came in and said, fellas, I'm if you get a chance to call that Missouri game, I'm telling you, they're a hell of a lot better than you guys think. Hmm. Oh, I mean, that's that's pretty strong words for Brad Nessler, especially somebody who knows a lot about uh, SEC football. That's for sure. And I think that one of the well, no, that wasn't that was Saban and Kirby Smart. That said oh, that. you're saying okay, so but okay, but uh, Brad Nessler was telling you that story is what you're saying. That's right. Correct. Okay. Yeah, he said he went into the coaches' meeting and sort of just they had both already played Missouri early, early in the year, and he said, "Look, when Nick Saban tells you something like that, you listen up. He's won some <laughs> football games around here." Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And one of the reasons why Missouri has been really successful this year is just the play by Drew Locke. I don't think he gets enough credit for just how good of a quarterback he is and, and the type of numbers that he is putting up of course he has 23 touchdowns only eight interceptions has nearly 3,000 yards passing a lot of people were curious to see how he was going to develop and continue on with new offensive coordinator Derek Dooley what do you think about his play this year especially with the expectation that he had going into the season do you think he's exceeded that expectation so far uh no 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 I mean last year he had 44 touchdowns so your expectation from there is that you know he's he's a potential Heisman finalist and He's the guy that compensates for some of the shortcomings in the early season, and I think that was sort of the expectation. Drew is a really good player that I think um, nationally gets the proper credit, and I think uh, as far as the Missouri fan base itself doesn't get nearly the credit 
that he should. He's a very good quarterback uh, that has not made great decisions necessarily uh, throughout his career. That's that's the, if, if there's one thing he's missing, it's it's that he doesn't always make the proper decisions. No quarterback does, but I think that's something that he can improve significantly. That would catapult him. If, if put it this way, if he made really good decisions like some quarterbacks do in college, he would be the first overall pick. He's that mm-hmm. talented. Where he's got it. I mean, you. It, Brad Nessler said the same thing. He called the game, and, and I noticed it a little bit more too against Tennessee. There were like five or six jaw-dropping throws. Where his two best throws uh, of the game on Sunday, both would have been touchdowns and were dropped. I mean, Emmanuel Hall was behind his guy by four yards. He dropped it. Rashad Floyd was behind his guy by three yards. He dropped it. Those were walk-in touchdowns. And, and Drew Lock throws the best deep ball in college football. And he's got a rocket arm. So he's probably still going to be a top 10 pick, is my guess. Um, but Missouri fans get frustrated because they think this year, uh, I'll give you an example, against Kentucky, they didn't get a first down in the second half. If they get one first down, they walk away with that game. Instead, you know, you leave it into the hands of the officials and make a bad call at the end and you lose the game. All you had to do was get one first down. Didn't get a single one. You went eight, three and outs in the second half. So stuff like that that I think amongst the Missouri fan base is pretty frustrating. Speaking with T.J. Moe, former Missouri wide receiver right now on the Morning Rush. T.J., I like to get people's perspectives of what they think the coach has done at the school that they talk about, and in case uh, the school that you played at, Barry Odom. Uh, I know that there's been some expectations, especially when SEC, or the few years ago when Missouri played for the SEC title games a few years, then Barry Odom comes in. What do you think about the job that he's done, and do people still have a lot of faith as far as the Missouri fans and what Barry Odom's building and what he's trying to accomplish with the Tigers? I think Missouri fans um, are are sort of perpetually dissatisfied, and it makes sense because they're a little bit of a tortured fan base. You know, you got you had the flea flicker, kickball, you have the fifth down against Colorado. It's like over the years, a lot of terrible stuff has happened to this football program, and never has really gotten over the hump. Never won a conference championship since like the '60s, and you know, so uh, they're perpetually dissatisfied. Even under Gary Pinkle, where they they were uh, Pinkle won double digit games five times. And uh, that happened all between 2007 and 2014. So five times in like seven years or eight years, he did that. But even so, everybody's like, why can't we win the championship? Well, you were in a conference with Oklahoma and Texas, and then you're now in a conference with the SEC, and any one of them can win the title. Uh, And by the way, Alabama may have the best squad in the history of football. So you're probably not going to win the title. So people get a little frustrated with that. Uh, I am on the other side of, I think, understanding the SEC a little bit better to where Missouri sort of has to know its place and that it's probably more of a South Carolina uh, type of program today. You're not Georgia and you're not Florida. Uh, you're not even Tennessee. You know, Tennessee is, is one of the original blue bloods of this conference that when they get it up and going again are going to have 102,000 people in their stadium screaming and win a lot of games. So I think you sort of have to know your place and your place is that you get in a good coach who knows how to recruit and which Barry Odom has done. They've had Six freshmen score a touchdown this year, Missouri has. And, and a lot of them contributed against uh, Tennessee, where you really got to see it on display. And, and some of those guys are two-star kids that have just turned out to be really good players. Tyler Beatty, uh, their third-string running back, is their pass catcher out of the backfield, and he looks like a, a budding star. He was a two-star kid whose next best offer was Pitt. So they have kids who can do it. I think Odom's done a really good job. Uh, give me a funny story about him real quick. He, um, so during the game, a lot of Missouri fans and whatever, they hate me for whatever reason. Don't ask me. Uh, that's Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So the, you get on Twitter, everybody hates everybody. So somebody tweeted at me and said, 
Uh, TJ, do you, first, keep in mind, this guy follows me, so it's really funny that he's telling me to shut up. All he's got to do is unfollow me. Right. Uh, but then he still follows me. So he says, TJ, do you ever shut up? You are unbearable. This is why you don't get invited to anything, even Thanksgiving dinner. So I retweeted it. <laughs> and um, and I guess uh, Coach Odom's wife saw it. And so Coach Odom the next day texted me and said, I don't know why, but I'm all for it. My wife says you're invited over for Thanksgiving. Ooh. That was brilliant. <laughs> Do you yeah, have a response to he, that one? He, he really. Uh, well, I, I said I will gladly be there. I would be delighted. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. And I, uh, no, he, but he's, he is very funny, and that's sort of his uh, – that, that is something, even when stuff's going rough, because he comes on my radio show every Monday. Right. And even after the Kentucky loss, he's energetic and happy as hell, and just he's ready to roll, which, which is why the team's able to fight back from – the one and five start from 2017, and then the rough. I mean, it's a lot of teams would have quit after that Kentucky game. You start out, you thought you were going to be a team that could really compete for the SEC East title. Hope Georgia tripped up and go, and then you lost a heartbreaker against South Carolina during a freaking monsoon, and then you lost a game against Kentucky that you controlled for 60 minutes. They had they didn't get their their first lead is, uh, since the first quarter was after time had expired and they got an extra play. So there were some heartbreakers there, and I think a lot of teams would have quit, and Missouri didn't, and you're seeing what's happening because of it. TJ, let me ask you about this battle line rivalry. Is it a rivalry? Is Arkansas and Missouri a rivalry game? And if it's not, do you see it maybe getting to that point too? Because I know a lot of Razorback fans have disdain for this forced thing, but what are your thoughts on it? I think it's a basketball rivalry because people in Missouri hate Mike Anderson. Uh, to be honest with you, I think that, mm. that helped it a lot. Um, and, and I think it's totally unjustified. The only reason to not like Mike Anderson is because it always felt like he was looking to go somewhere else. I mean, just every year it was like there were jobs. Uh, he leveraged every job to get a raise and then eventually left. But uh, forget that. That's just business. I mean, to take your fandom out of it for a second, he, was, he, took, the, he took a Missouri team to the Elite Eight. You know, it's like yeah. he brought them back from the Quinn Snyder era. That wasn't a lot of fun here. So there's not a lot of reason to hate Mike Anderson. Uh, aside from the way that he actually left, he sort of ducked out of the back, wouldn't talk to anybody. Was You know, it's just people didn't enjoy that. I think that helps the rivalry. But the football rivalry is sort of forced. Uh, Eric Beisel, if you remember him, is trying mm-hmm. his hardest to make it a uh, a rivalry. But it's, you know, it, it's tough, too, when neither team has been particularly good. Missouri was the, the first year that it was the cross division, and uh, I think it was 2014. Right. Um, but... Outside of that, it's it, it's tough when the teams aren't very good and there's no history. It's a forced rivalry, and unless you got something like, "Hey, you stole our coach," then it's it's more of a tough go. I, I do feel it in basketball. Every time basketball season comes around and Arkansas plays, there's a lot of talk about it. Around football, I mean, you think about it. it I think Chad Morris, by the way, is a good coach. He struggled this year, but I think he's a good coach, and he'll get him up and around. But the spread this week is 21 points. That's that's tough to get excited about. No, I agree with you on that. And, and we can end with that question, too, because I was actually going to ask you about that. Arkansas 2-9, and nine, it's been a really rough go for Chad Morris in his first season. His recruiting class is really looking up, so people are hopeful that he can get some players in. But what if you've watched Arkansas, what's been the problem there? Do you think it's just a talent issue? And what do you think about Chad Morris and how he'll be able to get it going? I like Chad Morris. The one thing is is that uh, even at SMU, didn't, didn't he win seven games last year? He did. So, yeah, he's... He's ne- okay, let's say this. So I, I do like Chad Morris, and I think he's going to be a pretty good coach. However, is there a chance that he could be Willie Taggart? Willie Taggart has gone from place to place and won seven games and sort of resurrected a program to being respectable and then moved on to the next job and gotten a good offer. And he's done that a few different times. 
and you're saying this year FSU is getting absolutely hammered. Mm-hmm. Could he build them up? Maybe. But, I mean, there were people in Tallahassee ready to fire him after week three. You know, so could that be Chad Morris? I guess it's always – until you see a guy – get up and win 8, 9, 10, 11 games one year at a smaller program, it is tough to forecast. Um, but I think offensively, he's been very good. They scored on Alabama. I, as, as a guy that's watched a lot of Alabama, I can assure you that is not easy to do. So he, I think he's a good offensive mind. Uh, I think he's a, he's a guy that knows what he's doing. I think he's going to build Arkansas back up. Arkansas, after the – Brett Bielema just wasn't what everybody thought he would be. You, you took him from Wisconsin. That was supposed to be a big get, a guy that went to – three Big Ten championship games and was very good. Well, I think went to three Rose Bowls, whatever it was. Bielema right. was really good there, and it just didn't work at Arkansas. And by the end, it was like, there ain't much there. What, what are you going to do here? And so you're replacing a guy uh, who didn't bring him a lot of talent and runs an entirely different system. Yeah, it's certainly the case. Razorback fans are hopeful, but it's really tough right now to get excited about football, especially this game upcoming this weekend. But, hey, it's SEC football. Anything can happen. Good. T.J. Moe? Yeah, I, for, oh, go ahead, T.J. No, I just I, I think Arkansas is going to be fine. This, this, is the, this is the fun of the SEC that you didn't have in the Big 12. Uh, I've lived in the Big 12 for three years. You mostly knew, and this has changed a little bit thanks to Matt Campbell and Paul Rhodes, but you mostly knew Iowa State was going to be terrible, that when Ron Prince was at Kansas State, they were going to be horrible, that Kansas was an automatic bye week, and Baylor before our bye. It's like you, you knew in the old Big 12, it's like, all right, you're going to lose to Nebraska, Texas and Oklahoma, you're probably going to beat everybody else. Uh, that's that. In the SEC, any given year, Arkansas, I mean, under Bobby Petrino, we're tough to beat, man. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, under uh, James Franklin, we're tough to beat. Back-to-back nine-win seasons. And so you go on anybody. You saw it this year. Uh, Missouri lost to Kentucky, who was ranked like number 11 in the country. Any of these teams can come out and compete with anybody in the country on any given year because of the resources the SEC gives these teams. And that's what makes the league a lot of fun. I think Arkansas will be back sooner than later. I think they got the right guy for this moment, at least. And, uh, you know, it's all a cycle. I was, I was talking to my Tennessee buddies. Jason Swain is a guy that I, I hop on his show every time uh, Missouri plays. And uh, I, I pointed out that Missouri beat Tennessee by the same score that Alabama beat Citadel. And he's like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, bro, it's, it's all a cycle. You're going to be yep. tweeting me the same thing in three years. Yep, absolutely. T.J. Moe, former Missouri wide receiver. You can also catch him as the co-host of Hardline STL on 590, the fan there in St. Louis. Really appreciate it, T.J. Have a happy Thanksgiving, man. Enjoy the weekend, and looking forward to catching up with you later down the road. Yeah, man, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Thanks for having me on. I'll, uh, good luck this weekend. I, I hope it's closer than 21, honestly. I think we all do. That is for sure. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play or on Spotify or on Stitcher, however you are listening. Be sure to share it to all your friends, tell you how much you enjoy it, how great it is, how much you appreciate my voice every single day. Lie to the people if you have to, but just let it be known. Appreciate everybody listening in. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbor. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.